Hey there, Off The Grid listener. Let's take a moment to dream a little dream together. What if you didn't need to be perfect? You didn't need to start over. You didn't need to be small and quiet so you never caused harm. And you didn't need to do it alone or just try harder. What if instead you could get support at a nervous system level to weather whatever happens in your business? And you could learn trauma-informed best practices for your work that end cycles of freezing, fawning, or people-pleasing. What if you could be held in deep care as you practice honoring your boundaries and amending and accounting for inevitable harm? If any of these dreams are resonating, I want to invite you to join Foundations, a hybrid training container to strengthen your trauma-informed care and business practices taught by podcast sponsor and somatic trauma-informed practitioner, Jess Jackson. Foundations gathers May 17th through 19th with live trainings and a virtual portal with an actionable curriculum. Learn more and save your spot at the link in the show notes. Welcome to Off The Grid, a podcast for small business owners who want to leave social media without losing all their clients. I'm Amelia Ruby, writer, speaker, and founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio. On this show, I share stories, strategies, and experiments for growing your business with radical generosity and energetic sovereignty. Download your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG and join us as we do it all off the grid. Hello and welcome to Off The Grid, your favorite podcast about leaving social media without losing all or any of your clients. Or at least I hope we're your favorite podcast about doing business with minimal or no social media presence. I'm your host, Amelia Freeby. I am the founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio and the creator of a free resource that I hope you are very excited about, the Leaving Social Media Toolkit. The Leaving Social Media Toolkit includes my five-step plan for leaving any social platform, a list of 100 ways to share your work without social media, and a database for organizing quarterly creative marketing experiments. Those tools pair up with the first few episodes of the podcast, and if you combine them, you've got your own free mini course in doing business with no or minimal social media. So you can get that again for free by going to softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. It's linked in the show notes. Go get the toolkit and start your journey toward doing business your way today. So for today's episode, I am resharing one of the most popular episodes of season one, how to plan a summer sabbatical in five simple steps. You got it, folks. We are talking about summer break. And we're doing that for a few reasons. One is that summer break is coming up if you, like me, live in (laughs) the Northern Hemisphere. We are going to have a summer break soon. And I want to encourage you to put some time on the calendar for yourself. And this episode will walk you through how to do that with ease. Another reason that I'm resharing this episode is that I, in fact, just set up my first summer sabbatical for softer sounds, and I'm really excited about it. So when I recorded this episode last summer, it was actually my first kind of full summer in business. The previous summer, summer 2021, I took a sabbatical between quitting my job at the time and starting softer sounds. And then last year, summer 2022, the business was in full swing. And honestly, I didn't really feel like 
I could step away. Or I didn't think about stepping away until I had already committed to doing work for clients for the summer. So this year, I was like, I need a break. So I better get my shit together and actually plan a sabbatical with enough time to tell all my clients. And friends, I did it. I planned the sabbatical and I sent a really lovely email to all of my clients a few weeks ago telling them that Softer Sounds would be closed for three weeks in July. I have not taken three weeks off this business since I started. I think I took two weeks over the holidays at the end of last year. But even then, I was still just like home checking my email a lot. This is going to be three weeks of not working. It will also be three weeks of not making or releasing this podcast. It will be three weeks of not sending emails, not taking meetings, not doing work. I can't wait. I am pumped. So today I am resharing this episode to encourage you to plan your own summer break. And even if it feels like you could never do that, actually, especially if it feels like you could never do that, I really encourage you to take 30 minutes, listen to the rest of this episode, and think about ways that you could build in a little more rest and restoration in the season ahead. Okay, I don't think I need to sell you the idea of a summer break anymore. So I'm going to get into it. Let us dive on in to this conversation about planning your own summer sabbatical. So what is a sabbatical? If you're not familiar with this term, a sabbatical is simply a rest or a break from work. It comes from the word Sabbath, the day of rest. And you can take a sabbatical any time of year. But I think summer is an especially enticing time to take a sabbatical because it's warm, the days are long, the kids are out of school... At this point, I should mention that, of course, I live in the Northern Hemisphere. (laughs) So summer is, you know, these uh, months of June, July, August into September. Um, We like to lounge in the summer. For me, summers become about lounging by the pool and sabbaticals help me make really intentional space for that. So if a sabbatical is simply a rest or break from work, why might you want to take one? Well, sabbaticals are an opportunity to recharge. Some people plan them every year or every few years, so it's routine. We often hear about like professors taking sabbaticals, right? In their contracts, they get written in like every seven years, every however many years, you get a sabbatical to work on your research, to take a break, to recharge, and to do deep work. So I think of sabbaticals as an opportunity to both step back and to be integrating, be letting things sink in, work through. I get some of my best ideas on sabbaticals, but I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) You might want to take a sabbatical for many reasons. Here are some of them. You might want to take a sabbatical if you're feeling burned out. You might just need a period of rest and a sabbatical is a way to do that. You might want to take a sabbatical if you're wrapping up a big project, if you're coming to the end of something, of a period of your business or your life that feels like a really good inflection point for you to just pause, soak in some rest before you move on to the next thing. You might want to take a sabbatical if you're incubating something new and you want to make sure you don't rush ahead before the idea is really fully like there in your body or your mind. So a sabbatical can be a great way to kind of sit in that incubation period. You might want to take a a sabbatical if you need space to grieve. 
if you've come to the end of a period of your life, or if you've lost someone, and you realize that you need a moment for grief, and you need to step away from work in order to have that. You might want to take a sabbatical if you just need some peace. If you are realizing that your work or something you're working on or doing in your life is bringing a lot of frenetic energy, it's really stressing you out, it's anxiety inducing, you can't regulate your nervous system, (laughs) you might need some peace and you might want a sabbatical to find that peace. You also might want to take a sabbatical if you're in a period of composting. Shout out to my friend, Emily Prentice here, who's helped me start to think about businesses as kind of natural entities or the analogies between businesses and plants and how they live in the world. But just like plants, we are not growing every season and our business is not growing every season. So your sabbatical can be the period where your field is laying fallow. Your sabbatical can be the time when you've closed the garden for the winter and covered it with compost so the soil can soak in those new nutrients. Your sabbatical can be the compost itself. Your sabbatical can be where you throw in all of the the veggie scraps and things that didn't make it into the meal and you just let them sit and stew. For me, sabbaticals are often much like that time when I've planted the seed in the ground and I know it's doing things, but I can't see anything on the surface yet. When I take a sabbatical, it often, it's like planting a seed and then that gives my body and my mind time to like integrate all the ideas that have floated through in the past few months. Gives them time to germinate and then literally germinate and the new idea comes through. It pushes through the earth. It comes to the, to the sunlight and I can finally see it because I've taken the sabbatical. So I invite you to plan a sabbatical anytime any part of you is calling for one. This whole episode, the real, I'm going to give you a plan. What I really want you to take away is to feel empowered to pause and to take breaks and to rest. That's what sabbaticals are. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, right? The sabbatical comes from the word Sabbath. A Sabbath was simply a day of rest, is simply a day of rest. Many of us take a sabbatical every week in our business if we don't work over the weekends or if we take a particular day of the week off. That is a sabbatical. Sabbaticals to me feel a little richer and juicier than just like a vacation or a break. So I like to call everything sabbatical. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go out in the backyard and and take an hour long sabbatical, right? Or like, I'm going to go away for the weekend and take a sabbatical. I empower you to use this word however feels supportive to you and to start to like pull it back from just being reserved for those like professors who get a year off work, right? Or those like corporate employees who like earn sabbaticals by working so hard over time. I empower you to grant yourself your own sabbatical anytime you need it or you can offer it to yourself. That's what this episode is all about. So let's shift gears from all that permission granting into planning. As you probably know by now, I think I've talked about it on this podcast. I am a Capricorn rising. (laughs) I love to make a plan. It's why I'm always here giving you five-step plans for everything. So today we have another five-step plan. This is your five-step plan for taking a summer sabbatical or a sabbatical any time of year. It's a five-step plan for taking a sabbatical. The first three steps are all about data gathering, and then four moves into planning, and five is about taking it. So let's uh, let's dive into that journey. 
maybe let's take a deep breath first. So if you're still soaking in all that permission granting, if you want a moment to just pause, I'm always reminding myself to slow down, take a step back. Let's release any air that we're holding onto in our bodies, y'all. Let's let go with an exhale. When you're ready, just breathe in. Inhaling together, feeling your body expand if that feels good to you, and then releasing that air with an exhale. We love our bodies here. We love rest here. We let our bodies rest here. And now let's talk about our five-step plan for taking a sabbatical. Step one. Step one is figure out what you need a break from. If sabbatical is taking a break, what are you taking a break from? Most often, we take a sabbatical from work. That could be your job or your business. We work in many ways. And you can take a sabbatical from all sorts of things, from a hobby, from a personal project, from housework, maybe even a sabbatical from a particular relationship. I empower you to press pause, to take that break on any area of your life where you need some rest or some clearing or some space. Anytime you need that spaciousness or that restoration, I empower you to take a sabbatical there. As a business owner, if you are taking a break from work, that means taking a break from your business. But what in your business are you taking a break from? You could take a break from your whole business. You could go on sabbatical and step away from the business for a week or a month or a season, even a day. It could also mean taking a break from part of your business. Maybe you want to take a social media sabbatical this summer, stepping away from social media. You know, that's what this podcast is all about. (laughs) Maybe you want to pause taking new clients and just take a, a sabbatical from onboarding this summer. Nobody knew. That's great. Maybe your online shop goes on sabbatical for a few weeks and your brick and mortar space stays open or vice versa. You close down your brick and mortar space for a few weeks, but your online shop goes on sabbatical. That's another way to take a sabbatical. At Softer Sounds, I have one week a month where I don't take any meetings. That's my monthly meeting sabbatical. (laughs) I am recording this during one of those weeks. That week is a time where I can get a little extra rest and do some deep work. That's my monthly sabbatical. So step one is figure out what you need a break from. What kind of sabbatical are you taking? Now, for many of you, I am guessing you tuned into this episode because you're like, you have an inkling of what you want to break from. For many of you, it might just be like, I need a break from my business, please. (laughs) There's your answer. I encourage you to, you know, do some free writing on this, to, um, you know, talk it through with a close collaborator or partner, you know, take your time here, figure out what you need a break from and be radically honest with yourself. Whatever comes up, like let that be what you need the sabbatical from. I encourage you not to like talk yourself down or back when you, if your gut is saying, I need a break from my business. And then your mind turns on and says, Oh, but you can't take a break from your whole business. So how about just social media or how about just your inbox or how about just new clients? <laughs> like take a deep breath, release that inner voice, that inner critic that's coming up or limiting you. 
and just spend a moment trying to really get to what you need a break from. All of us have a different way of connecting with our inner truth. It may be your inner voice. You may go to the Akashic Records and ask them. You may pull a tarot card. There are lots of ways to get to this answer, but I encourage you to take some time with step one to figure out what you need a break from. Okay, let's move on to step two. With step two, I invite you to dream big about how long you want to be on sabbatical. How long will your sabbatical be? I started this one with dream big because I, again, want to empower you to really think about how much of a break you want or need. Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a whole summer? Is it a whole year? Ask yourself how long you want to be on sabbatical and check in with yourself energetically about it. So again, there are lots of ways to do this. You can journal right at the top of the page. How long do I want to be on sabbatical? Free write for as long as you need to, as long as words will come out. You can ask yourself about it and do a body scan. How long do I want to be on sabbatical? Scan from the crown of your head to the bottom of your feet. See what comes up. You can ask your gut or your inner voice. How long do I want to be on sabbatical? You can pull tarot cards or oracle cards. You can ask the Akashic records. Any practice you have for getting closer to the truth, that's where you're going to get this answer. Myself, I like to do a combination of these things. So normally what I do, (laughs) it's a little convoluted, so bear with me. Um, I like to light a candle. I do a body scan. I kind of sit in my space. I do a body scan, just kind of relaxing myself. I journal about rest, about breaks, and about sabbaticals. And from that, I settle on three lengths of time I'd like to consider. So earlier I said a week, a month, or a season. Then I use those prompts for a card pull. And I draw a tarot or an oracle card for each one. I say, you know, what if my sabbatical is a week? Pull a card. What if my sabbatical is a month? Pull a card. What if my sabbatical is a whole season? Pull a card. And then I sit with those cards, kind of see what messages are coming through. That's the way I like to do it, but I encourage you to use your favorite energetic, somatic, magical, spiritual tools to ask this question. Because we want that honest answer that's full of truth before all those sneaky narratives and critical voices jump in to say, oh, you can't take a break for that long. Oh, you could never step away for that length of time. You don't deserve a break. You can't have a break. Ugh, I don't even like hearing that come out of my mouth. <laughs> it felt bad to say. But those are definitely the things that go through my head when I think about taking a sabbatical or going on sabbatical. So if you're feeling that, I want to invite you with step two again to just dream big about how long you want to be on sabbatical and try to see what answers your body or your spirit guide you to. Because those critical voices will come in. They will come back. And they might be right. You may want to take a year off and your business might not be in a place where you can step away or press pause for a whole year. You might not be able to take a break for as long as you desire or need to do right now. But I think it's worth connecting with that dream as audacious as it may be. And then looking to the quote unquote reality of the situation 
rather than starting there with all those limiting beliefs and shortchanging the rest that our bodies and our spirits need. So again, step two is dream big about how long you want to be on sabbatical. Just to recap, step one was figure out what you need a break from. Step two was dream big about how long you want to be on sabbatical. All right, now let's move on to step three. Step three is clear the fear, then take a look at your numbers. So this one is about numbers and money. Let's just acknowledge that up front. I am not giving you a sort of like love and light, take a sabbatical and just pray it works out approach. I'm way too much of a Capricorn rising for that. (laughs) So we did all of that work to listen to our bodies, to listen to our spirits, to check in with our energy, to see what we're dreaming of. What are we taking a sabbatical from? How long is it going to be? Now we're going to go into, you know, if we want to think about like the suits of tarot for this, right? We were doing a lot of like air and water work, not suits of tarot, those are elements of the earth. <laughs> when I think of the elements, um, we could think about like, you know, the, the what do I want to break from and the dreaming big about how long it will be. I think of that as very much like air and water. Now we're going to move into earth. So we went from that air and water space of dreams and letting ourselves feel how we're feeling. Now we're going to go to the practicalities of earth and materiality. Let's look at our numbers. So step three, again, is clear the fear and then take a look at your numbers. The first part is clear the fear because I just want to acknowledge that lots of us are afraid of money in our businesses. And we're really afraid of taking a break because we live in a society of scarcity. Scarcity is forced upon us by our capitalist society constantly. And I think it can be a lifelong journey to move away from scarcity mindset. So I'm not here to be like, let that go. (laughs) But it is so helpful if we can change our mindset around scarcity in this moment. If we can believe we are worthy of rest and that breaks are available to us. So I want to gift you that mantra here. I'm going to say it a few times. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes, to take this in, to maybe repeat it with me if you would like. I am worthy of rest and breaks are available to me. I am worthy of rest and breaks are available to me. One more time. Try repeating it with me if you haven't already. I am worthy of rest and breaks are available to me. I love that mantra. I'm going to gift you one more because I can't help myself. (laughs) Another affirmation. One that is on my own altar that I wrote last summer. And that affirmation was, when I rest, I receive, money flows easily to me. I'll say it again. When I rest, I receive, money flows easily to me. I know that money is not simply about mindset, but I have found that as a business owner, I'm always trying to empower myself and my relationship with money in my business and with money coming into and flowing from my business. And sometimes those simple affirmations 
It's really helped me shift my mindset. How does scarcity move toward abundance? When I rest, I receive money flows easily to me. I say that five times before I do my books every single month. (laughs) So another uh, side note, if you want some like magical money practices for your business. So now that we've shifted our mindset, let's look at our numbers together. When I prepare for a sabbatical, I start by looking at two things. I look at my monthly expenses and my savings. So I ask, how much money do I spend each month in my business? And how much money do I have on hand? As a sole proprietor, I actually do this for my business finances and my personal finances. So how much am I spending in my business each month? How much am I spending in my personal life each month? Then how much do I have saved in my business savings? And how much do I have saved in my personal savings? And I am married. So my partner's finances also come into this. You know, sometimes I've got like a whole bunch of columns I'm looking at when I'm thinking about a sabbatical. So again, I start by looking at those two things, my monthly expenses and my savings. That's going to tell me how much money I have on hand and how much money is going out every month. Next, I do some forecasting and I look ahead at how much money is coming into my business in the upcoming months. So I ask myself, what recurring revenue do I have? What invoices are due? Like my invoices, money that's coming in. (laughs) And what money is coming my way no matter what? So again, I'm forecasting, looking ahead at money coming in. This is partly why people love monthly recurring revenue so much so that they can potentially step away from their business and money just keeps coming in or so that they can count on money coming in every month. So if you do your forecasting and you look at it and you're like, Amelia, there's nothing for sure coming in in the months ahead. That's okay. That's very real for many of us who work on a project-based basis or who run product-based businesses. And we're like, well, my shop's closed, not going to make any money. Who knows? (laughs) You know, try to let that sort of judgmental questioning or critical questioning aside and just look at the numbers neutrally and consider those three things. Those are my three numbers I start with. What are my monthly expenses? How much money do I have in my savings? What money is coming in in the upcoming months, no matter what? That gives me a very basic overview of where I'm at with a focus on like how much runway do I have? If I want to step away, if I want to not sell, if I want to not market, how long could I take? How long could I do that for? without, you know, running out of money, essentially. Oh, okay. So I just said that thing. It felt kind of scary. Did you feel a little scared when I said running out of money? Because that's how I felt. (laughs) And again, these are the fears that come up when we talk about sabbaticals, when we talk about taking a break, especially as business owners, because we are in control or sort of in control of the money coming into our business. It feels like it's all on us. And so if we surrender, if we step away, maybe there's no money coming in. And that can feel terrifying. It makes me feel scared. Again, when I said running out of money, I was like, maybe you're like, Amelia, stop saying that. (laughs) So again, we clear that fear. We go back to our money affirmations. Remember. I am worthy of rest and breaks are available to me. Or when I rest, I receive money flows easily to me. 
Anytime you feel the fear come up, go back to those and then let yourself go back into the numbers neutrally. Now, we talked about those three things I look at, monthly expenses, savings, and earnings for the month ahead. Depending on the type of sabbatical you want to take, you might also need to gather a few more numbers in step three. This is really our like data gathering stage. For instance, you might need to know your sales from last summer to know how much money could come in. You might need to know your follower or subscriber count over the past six months to know what might happen if you stopped posting on social media or sending emails. Based on your answers in the first two steps, what are you taking a break from and how long do you want to take a break for? Think about if there are any other numbers you'd like to have on hand as we head into our next step. Go ahead and gather those numbers. If you're doing this live, if you're just listening, think about what you're going to gather. <laughs> and then we'll head on to step four. So step four is start experimenting and get creative. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know, there's nothing I love more than a creative experiment. <laughs> so once we know what we want to take a break from, and how long we'd like to take a break for, as well as the basic financial overview of our business, then we're ready to start experimenting and run a few scenarios. So again, what we're doing with these scenarios is looking at kind of our runway. How much time could we step away for? How much space do we have energetically, financially? There are other things that come into play here that I'll talk about with some different scenarios, but you know, how will taking a break impact our goals? How would taking a break impact an offering you might have planned? These are all things that are going to come into play as you start experimenting, but I just want to encourage you from the outset, let's stay in a place of play. Let's allow it to be creative. Let's give ourselves a sabbatical. Even if what we come to is I can take a week, I can take the mornings this week. I can take two days. That is still a beautiful, wonderful break for yourself. So let's get into our play space, start experimenting. And I'm going to run a few different types of scenarios with you so you can get an idea of how I might approach this. So let's think about three different scenarios. Let's talk about a summer-long social media sabbatical, a month-long business sabbatical, and a two-week meeting sabbatical. I'm going to go through these one by one and share how I would approach them if I were trying to take them myself. Let's, we'll start with the summer long social media sabbatical. So here's my question. What would happen if I took a sabbatical from social media for the whole summer? How'd I come up with that question? It was my answers to step one and step two. I decided I wanted to take a sabbatical from social media and I decided I want it to be the whole summer long. So I landed on this question. What would happen if I took a sabbatical from social media for the whole summer? So here's what I would think about if that's my question. I would be thinking about, okay, what is my like sales calendar for the summer? Am I launching something? Do I have a new offering coming out? Is it steady and just like recurring people from my membership? And I was just going to keep posting on social media because I want to keep growing my following. Like, what is my goal when I post on social media? And what will happen if I'm no longer posting on social media? If you've been listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know that I empower you to step away from social media anytime you need to. And for as long as you want. Myself, I logged off entirely and I'm never going back. So 
(laughs) I think that what would happen if I took a sabbatical from social media for the whole summer, that answer is really based on what you are doing on social media when you're there. So if you are selling products on social media and you're like, all of my product traffic comes from Instagram or TikTok, for your sabbatical, you will either need to decide, I am able to have a reduction in revenue. It's okay if less money comes in for the summer because I've got all this money saved or because I have something coming from elsewhere. That's one way you could look at your sabbatical. Or you could say, I want to take a sabbatical for the summer. I don't want to have less money coming in. So how am I in the months leading up to my sabbatical going to build other marketing plans and channels so I can keep making sales when I'm off social media? That's how I would approach a social media sabbatical for a summer or a whole season. I would think about what am I doing when I'm on social media? How will not being there impact that? And then what are my options? And that, in terms of what are my options, that's why we gathered that data. Because if I know how much is in my savings account, I can say, okay, well, if you know my sales go to zero for three months, do I have enough money to pay my expenses and my business and for myself? And is that okay with me to use my savings in that way? Or if you're like, well, Amelia, savings account is zero or is, you know, (laughs) not even a month's worth of expenses, definitely not a summer's, then you get to work on a plan that's like, okay, here's how I'm going to keep my revenue up while not being on social media. If it's me and I'm in that second category, like how am I going to keep the revenue up without being on social media? There are a lot of different ways to think through that. Maybe you decide, great, I'm just going to launch this whole like email marketing thing. And that's totally going to do this for me for the summer. Awesome. Maybe you're like, I need a break now and I do not have time to launch a totally new marketing strategy, (laughs) right? Like that's a lot of work. Um, So maybe in that instance, you think to yourself, okay, I don't think I can do this for the whole summer, but I could take a month where like I make less money and then like get back to it. Or maybe you're like, "Mm, I don't think I can do that, but I can take a week off by scheduling everything in advance. This is where those big dreams that we made in steps one and two kind of meet the reality of the resources we have that we found out in step three. And that's okay. You know, I don't want you to feel like, oh, if I have to quote unquote compromise my dreams, it doesn't count. That's not true. It all counts. All we are doing is remembering that we are worthy of rest and breaks are available to us. So in step four, run those scenarios, figure out what's possible for you. Okay, let's move through my other two scenarios. <laughs> it's getting, I'm getting long-winded. My apologies. Second scenario, a month-long business sabbatical. So there in step one, I've said, I want to take a break from my business entirely. In step two, I've said, I want my break to be a month long. So my question is, what would happen if I totally shut my business down for a month? Here's what I would do with that. You could start, I think, with your offerings or with your finances. You could look at your sales calendar and say, okay, here's a month when I wasn't planning on selling anything or when I don't have like a big launch or something going on. So there's my month I want to take off. Or you could start with your finances and you could look and say, all right, what happens if I make $0 in this month? Like, you know, I am an airy son, so I'm, I like a blunt question. (laughs) If that question's scary for you, I understand tiptoe your way toward it. But what happens if you just take a month and you don't make any money? Do you have enough in your savings to cover your expenses for that month? Can you cut your expenses so you have enough money for that month? Just look at the financials. Again, numbers are neutral. 
let them be neutral and see what would happen. Maybe your answer to that question is, well, I want a month-long sabbatical, but there is not a month this summer when I have not already committed to a client. (laughs) You know, that's another thing that will come up when we think about sabbaticals, especially if you're trying to plan a sabbatical for the season ahead instead of planning, you know, one a year in the future. This is a question I asked myself actually recently, like if I want a month off this summer, am I already too committed for like overcommitted to clients for that? <laughs> My answer was yes. I've already committed to editing clients and at Softer Sounds for the whole summer. But I was able to say like, okay, well, here's who is on the docket. What if I only work with those people and I shut like my books for anybody new? How much money would I make? What would happen? Or, you know, I use the example of like, I want to shut my business down for a month. Maybe you run a retail shop and you're like, well, what if I just shut down the online shop for a month? Look at your numbers. How much money did you make in that month last year? How much money would not be coming in? How much money do you have? Can you afford that? Or if you just shut down your brick and mortar, you're like, "Mm, we go on vacation in August. So not doing that but I'm going to have the online shop up and running. Then maybe you ask yourself, well, am I running it myself? Or am I going to bring somebody on to run the shop for that month? How much is that going to cost me? What's going to happen? Like, you know, if you really want to step away, sometimes what you need is support. Other people who can do the work for you. And you don't have to shut your business down. You're just not the one doing it. Those are the types of scenarios I'd run through if my question was, what would happen if I totally shut my business down for a month? Third question, third type of sabbatical, a two-week meeting sabbatical. What would happen if I took two weeks off meetings this summer? I just want to say I encourage everyone who's a service provider to do this. I mentioned my meeting-free week earlier, and I love that week. I cherish it. That monthly sabbatical or week-long sabbatical every month is the best. So I think if my question was, what would happen if I took two weeks off meetings this summer? I would ask, okay, well, what do I do in meetings? And are those meetings really necessary? You know, maybe you're a coach and you've promised people a weekly meeting for the whole summer through your program. You know, what would happen if you took two weeks off? Sometimes, even if you've already like promised that, when you say to people, I am going to take two weeks off of meetings for the summer because I need time to rejuvenate. I need to rest. I need this sabbatical. I encourage you to also use this time as a sabbatical to take these times we had scheduled for our meetings to do XYZ nice things for yourself, supportive things for yourself. That could be a great way to frame that. If you feel like I definitely have to give them that time, think about ways you could make it up in another week or with a group offering or something like that. For many of us, closing our calendar for two weeks might be no big deal. You just do it. (laughs) Or you run the type of business where you don't have meetings and you're like, Amelia, this is not a helpful scenario for me. But I think I like this example because it's just another reminder. Like there are many types of sabbaticals you can take. I'd also ask myself in this one, like, what do I do when I take those two weeks off meetings? You know, it could be tempting to just cram them with all of the long-term projects you have perhaps not been working on because you've been too busy in meetings. But I really think the nature of a sabbatical, I do think sabbaticals can include some of that deep work and that integrative time and that like brainstorming and ideating, but they also include rest. They're also restorative. So when you plan your sabbatical, whatever it may be, I encourage you to either do all rest or all rest and some work, but a sabbatical is not all work. That's not how, that's not how it works. <laughs> I guess that's a pun, whatever. So step four, 
was start experimenting and get creative with your scenarios. You got this. Now let's go to step five, our final step. Step five is pick your plan and book your dates. Like this is it, babe. You just did all the scenarios. Look at them. Pick one that works for you. Fine tune that plan a little bit and then put it on the calendar. This is in all caps of my notes. Put it on the calendar. Put it on your email signature. (laughs) Say it out loud to yourself, to your accountability buddy, to your clients, to your customers. Say it out loud so that you don't back out. Because let me tell you how many times <laughs> I have planned a day off or a week off for myself. And then, you know, just at the last minute, it was like, mm, I'll just scoot that little meeting in there. Or mm, I think I actually want to get this done tomorrow. Set a hard boundary around your sabbatical. Whatever it may be, whether it's a day, a week, a month, a summer, a year, whatever it is, put those boundaries up. Whether the boundary is no meetings, no work, no contact, never talk to me again, whatever it is, put the boundary up. Book the dates, set the boundary. I put everything in my email signature in my business. If you ever email me at softer sounds, you'll see it. I've got my office hours. And for this summer, I have summer hours. And my email says something like, I believe in taking it slow and being offline in the summertime. And I have reduced office hours and I have reduced meeting hours. It's like, these are the hours I, you can expect me in the office. These are the hours I will be meeting with clients. That's all in my email signature. I also have my out of office dates there. So step five is pick your plan and book your dates. Set that boundary. Give yourself that beautiful, beautiful sabbatical of your dreams, whatever it may be. Remember, you are worthy of rest and breaks are available to you. That's why you're setting that boundary to give yourself that gift, to receive that rest. Okay, let's do a quick recap of this five-step plan. Step one, figure out what you need a break from. Step two, dream big about how long you want your break to be. Step three, clear the fear and take a look at your numbers neutrally. Step four, start experimenting and get creative with sabbatical scenarios. (laughs) And step five, pick your plan and book your dates. Set that boundary and gift yourself the sabbatical. That's it, y'all. Five steps. Easy breezy, right? (laughs) Maybe not. I understand there are lots of ways this can be complicated. But if you're listening to this because you're feeling called to rest, because you feel like you need a break, if your bones are telling you, I need a break, I am burnt out, I am tired, I have just finished something big, I'm just about to start something big, I need space to grieve, I need space to celebrate, whatever it may be, the reason you might need sabbatical. If you're feeling that, I want you to have one. And I want to assure you that if you're listening to this episode, when it goes live in early June, you still have time to plan a sabbatical this summer. Maybe it's a little late to plan a summer long sabbatical for your business. Maybe not, (laughs) but it is not too late to plan a week or even a month off. Don't sell yourself short. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange your body because when you do that, you shortchange your business. You are a brilliant business owner who can be savvy with a sales calendar and you can make a sabbatical happen for yourself. All right, y'all, that is all I have for you. 
Don't forget to download the Leaving Social Media Toolkit. Get my three best creative marketing tools for free at softersounds.studio slash buy IG, B-Y-E-I-G. I'll see you off the grid. Thanks for listening to Off the Grid. Find links and resources in the show notes. And don't forget to grab your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at softersounds.studio slash buy IG. That's softersounds.studio slash B-Y-E-I-G. This podcast is a Softer Sounds production. Our music is by Purple Planet, and our logo is by Natalia Studio. If you'd like to make a podcast of your own, we'd love to help. Find more about our services at softersounds.studio. Until next time, we'll see you off the grid.